Welcome everyone, I'm your host, Tammy Adams. I talk with your guardian angels and spirit guides, guiding, healing, and teaching you how to have a fulfilled life and living your purpose, healing karma and bringing forth good karma. Now on to the show. Welcome back everyone. Today we're going to be having one of my most amazing guests joining us for amazing conversation, but the conversation is based on all of you out there. He's going to be being your guy's voice, asking the questions that you guys have been emailing in for years. Welcome my husband, Jim Adams. Hi everyone. I'm excited to join the show. It is an honor being able to finally be with you. This is fun. This is going to be a great show actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to help out however I can. Yeah. And it's, I think about how the year has already started. And I think about how we're so blessed. It's a beautiful day. There's sun shining. There's snow sprinkling. And wherever you are in the world, think about the blessings. Think about the gifts that you're so thankful for. What are the opportunities that have already started in this new year? I know we already did a New Year's show, right? And we said Happy New Year's and God bless. And what is this year about? What is 2024 about? Well, one of the things I think about to start off on this show, even though we have my amazing guests and we have so many questions that all of you guys have sent in, what are you thankful for? So let's talk about that for a minute because a lot has happened in this one week that we've already had of 2024. So how do you feel about the year so far? I think it started out pretty great. Um, Besides the sad things that are happening around the world, um, our personal New Year's seemed to be pretty quiet and nice. Um, we had a small family gathering, and it was very peaceful. I'm thankful to God. Yeah, thankful to God that there's peace and tranquility around my children and our grandchildren, um, our children and our grandchildren. And one of the things that I forget quite often is that people do not allow themselves to realize how many responsibilities and how many people are in our lives. I'm married, I have four kids, and I have seven grandchildren. And of course, there'll be more in the future. So when you guys hear me on the radio and you guys sit there and say, oh, wow, there's Tammy or there's Shaman, I have sometimes an empty house and sometimes we have a house filled with beautiful laughing babies. And this New Year's was filled with a couple of those babies. And to me, that is a perfect way to start the year. And crying babies. (laughs) (laughs) You got to say it right. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yes. They cry also. That's common for a year old baby. Um, But yes, this year we want to focus on 2024 being about empowerment. So when we discussed before we started this show, me and Jim, we talked about how your guys' questions are pretty powerful questions. And we went through a men, we went through a lot of them. Yeah, there's been a lot of emails that came in from the past and it was very interesting what people were asking asking about. Yeah. And we haven't had time to talk about them because one thing that I do quite often is I am great at making for sure that my focus is about teaching, teaching, teaching and focusing on giving you guys as much information as I can. But I quite often skip over emails and information that people want to know about that are questions that have to do with me. So that's why we have Jim here today. 
But as we're going through these questions, don't forget, you guys can always email. You guys can always communicate with us by going onto our website, following the link below, and allowing yourselves to remember whatever questions you have, even if it's just a pop of a question that just comes into your head for a second, email it because nothing is put into your brain for no reason. Sometimes these are messages that you need to hear information that's significant because there's something you want to continue to grow with inside of yourself emotionally, spiritually, energetically, physically, something inside of you wants that answer. So don't hesitate. Ask that, your questions. That emails info at lifepurposeshaman.com. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good. Okay. So on to our questions because there's so many things to talk about. Well, you know, one of the questions that has been repetitive and in so many different forms that has been, you know, shaman, you, you, you do so much in your life. People have explained and, and you have so much things going on all the time around you and you speak around the world. You, uh, you know, you do sessions, uh, seems like 12 hours a day. Uh, and you know, you're writing a book right now. You do a podcast, um, as we speak and, um, you have, you have a foundation, um, that you do with chair, you know, you work with charities around the world and, and we, um, yeah. uh, you know, contribute so much to the causes of, you know, kids and orphanages, et cetera, et cetera. And so they're wondering, you know, how do you do it? What happens? One of the questions, I guess, to narrow the question down, it's, what has gotten you through your tough times? Um, well, we all know that I believe in God and that I believe that God is everything. So when I ask myself that question as I'm hearing it right now, I would say prayer is my number one answer, but meditation. Without meditation and without finding that time to find peace and tranquility with inside of yourself, you won't be able to succeed. And then once you go first to prayer and then to meditation, you have to know that you have someone that is there to hold your hand, someone that you love, someone that you can confide in, someone that you can trust. And not just to mention because you're on the show, but if it wasn't for me having a soulmate and being with you, I wouldn't have had support. So you're saying your meditations are a type of prayer or they are... Meditations are a type of prayer. They're a type of prayer. So what are you meditating on while you're... That's a great question. You know, thinking of your problems or your worries or your hardships. Um, I'm meditating on releasing the frustration, the stress and the anxiety that's associated with that subject. So I go into a place uh, visualizing the negative whether it's someone attacking me or whether it's a physical element of physical pain or something wrong with me medically or just having a hard time because of my kids or whatever I'm going through. And I visualize that negative and then I put it in a little bubble and then I let it go out into the universe and give it back to God. We're not supposed to hold on to our problems. We're not supposed to be sitting there dwelling and crying and holding on to them and possessing them like they're ours to carry for the rest of our lives and carrying all these different chains. We're supposed to let them go, but we don't let them go. So when I hold on to them, it makes my problems worse. And I recognize that immediately. So a lot of people might say that it's hard for them to stay into meditation or prayer because it's just hard to keep that focus. What Has that ever happened to you? Well, I am... 
not a good example because I've been doing this all my life. You have to remember, I was brought up in a church, right? So I spent time focusing in monasteries and churches, living, eating, sleeping in prayer. That's right. Yeah, so that's not a good example. You're kind of of always into different dimensions, (laughs) aren't you? Exactly. (laughs) You little time traveler, you. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it's literally um, difficult for many people to learn how to meditate. But from my examples I've had with all the clients I've worked with for well over 30 years, yeah, this, it, it's, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I can admit that for people. It's difficult. And yeah, for me, it's easy, but that's only because I've been trained since I was very young. Okay, well, the, I'll, I'll put myself in perspective then okay, because yeah. I know for me, it's extremely hard to meditate in prayer at times. I mean, when I do a perfect meditation or prayer, if there is such a thing, that it, it's just, I feel God's presence right away. And I feel like this tingling all over my body. And I just kind of feel like I'm being lifted off my feet. But when, you know, for the most part, I would say, um, because I'm so connected into the human world like a normal person, um, it's hard to stay in focus. Like if I hear a noise or a baby crying or, you know, a, the garbage man in the backyard while I'm praying in my room, um, then... It just throws me off focus. And I have found that, um, especially watching you after so many years and the people that you work with, is that, you know, using a tool, using a tool has helped me, um, like, break out a singing bowl um, or go into a different space, like, maybe do it at the steam room at the gym, you know, when no one's there, do, you know, plan, like, a late night thing, you know, at the gym or something like that, that, you know, just changing the space, has to help me. Or even like when I go fishing, that has been like a big, that's a big meditation for me. I'm not even always thinking of the fish sometimes, I'm sorry to say. Um, I love fishing, but I a lot of times I'll just use it as a meditation form, like just casting out my fly rod or whatever, and it just kind of goes into a thing like, I'm not even thinking of catching a fish sometimes because it's like, I just like being out there with nature and sometimes I just talk to God. You know? And that's perfect. As, as a matter of fact, you're bringing up some examples as soon as you said that quickly in my head. And there's a client that I currently have that's in London who is meditating and her meditation is to be spent outside in nature walking. Mm-hmm. So meditation isn't always about sitting still, you know, and just right. being in a uh, meditative space and spot or seated or laying down. Mm-hmm. Meditation is about quieting down our mind and allowing ourselves to be connected with the elements that are around us and being at peace with our soul and our spirit and our body. And as soon as you can allow yourself to connect with your soul, spirit, and body and find that peace and that tranquility, that's when you know you're doing it properly. How you said you feel the tingling and you said that you feel the relationship with God and you feel God's presence. Everyone and anyone can feel that in an instant, in a second, in a millisecond. But it's up to them to allow themselves to find that connection to their soul, spirit, and body and give themselves permission to let go. Most of us are taught that we're supposed to suffer. So when you're asking the question, what is what was your question you mentioned earlier about how do I release? Uh, in, in regards to the people's question, yeah. what, what got you to what got you through your tough times? Yeah. And then you you mentioned meditation Meditation and prayer. prayer. Yeah. So when I think of how people are going through tough times to answer their question, 
of how I've survived is I've forgiven. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive. Well, well that leads me to the next question. You can't just meditate and pray. You have to forgive as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I felt like that helped me the most. Yeah. Just because it's not just about allowing yourself to connect and say, oh, well, what got me through the tough times? I gave it to God. Yes, of course I gave it to God. But that's why I got back to the question and wanted to finish that thought process is you have to forgive. Mm-hmm. Because that's, a, that's the, one of the biggest parts of allowing yourself to heal is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so the next question um, that ties into that one is, is it easy doing your line of work? Because there's a lot of other people that, you know, actually do some courses with the, with you and that, you know, practice with you or they're your longtime students that have, you know, been experiencing their own type of intuition and you've taught them how to hone that ability and whatnot. So um, what would you say to those that ask you, you know, is it easy doing your line of work? Maybe I want to become also a psychic or an intuitive myself or a life coach? Um, it is extremely challenging. So I think out of all professions that are, are out there in the world, I think the position that I have is one of the most difficult, hardest, impossible, stressful positions in the world to have. Imagine knowing everyone's problems and not being able to say a word until they ask for help. Imagine knowing what's going to happen in the world and there's going to be world disasters and not being able to call the president and say, hey, Mr. President, this is what's going to happen in the world. Imagine knowing that you can save people's lives, but they don't want to be saved because they're too focused on self-inflicting pain and you can't help them because they don't want to save themselves. There's a lot of burdens that weigh heavy on my shoulders on a daily basis that sometimes make me toss and turn at night. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of, lot of struggling in regards to the information that I see on an intuitive level. And there's a lot of judgment. People think just because I'm spiritual, just because I am intuitive, that I'm here to work for free or serve them. And I think that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen over the years, you encountered, uh, you know, firsthand judgment from a lot of people, even close people, people close to you, yeah. even, um, you know, people that don't even know you, especially they would, you know, judge you for what you know, or, you know, what you believe in. So, and that seems like that's the basis of this question is, is it easy doing your type of work? I mean, do you get no. a lot of ridicule? Do you- I do. I get a lot of ridicule in the work I do, but I've spent over you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably close to over a million dollars actually on my education, traveling the world. And I've actually invested in the work I do. And a lot of people don't know that because I'm not a bragger and I'm not saying they're going, oh, well, I got this degree and I got this degree and I worked with this person. And the reason why I don't is because it's not about who I know. It's about the gift that's from God. I don't want to be an egotistical, prideful person. And when people judge, they judge because I believe because they're afraid. But in the line of work that I am in, there is, I believe, so much judgment and so much ridicule that you have to have very tough skin, like tougher than a crocodile. So it's not easy just being born into this world with this gift? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Most people that have had this gift that are true, truly gifted, unveiled as I am, not someone who decided to wake up one day and say, I'm going to learn tarot cards, or I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to learn Reiki. Someone who is truly gifted as I am gifted is considered a prophet as I have been told I was a prophet since I was a child. And when you're gifted, that's a huge amount of responsibility on your shoulders. And you want to make for sure that you're helping people. But as people continue to judge you, it takes away your confidence. So having the confidence and having the belief in knowing that you're helping people in God's name is challenging while people are condemning you and ridiculing you and saying that you're against God when they don't even know what God is, if that makes any sense. So people are really um, judgmental and they'll walk up to me and say, oh, you're the devil or, oh, you're doing the devil's work. And I'm sitting here thinking in my mind, how could they judge when they don't even realize that I lived in more convents than they can even count? Mm-hmm. You know, how could they even judge when they don't even understand that God's biggest message was all about forgiveness and healing. And every person written in the Bible is a prophet or a seer and an astrologer. Well, and I think almost every prophet in history or every intuitive has struggled, ha- has been judged and mm-hmm. has been gone through and has gone through the same mm-hmm. things. I mean, they've actually had to do their writings in secret, right? Well, Isaac Newton, perfect example. Norshadamus, perfect example. Um, but the biz- biggest, most, I mean, I'm not saying he's, you know, just a prophet and just intuitive, but Jesus himself, the son of God, who spoke for God, was one of the biz- biggest, hugest examples of crucifixion. He was crucified mm-hmm. because he said, let's help the world and let's save the world and let's be one people. And he was crucified because people wanted darkness. People wanted sin. They didn't want to be saved. So it's just about people wanting to continue to live in that darkness. So when people judge and, you know, want to ridicule me, I have to remember what did Jesus go through? What did Abraham go through? What did Moses go through? You know, what did all these amazing people who were great examples and teachers and mentors, in my opinion, how did they suffer? And that's what keeps me strong. So how about uh, the times where maybe some of your clients in the past have tried to say that uh, what you're telling them was just wrong. It was false. It was a scam. Uh, I want my money back. Yeah. Um, It just didn't work out. Everything you said was not true. How do you, how did you deal with situations like that? Easily. I know I'm right. And eventually they're going to apologize. And uh, perfect example. There's a person who actually did, tried to ridicule me very seriously and she apologized. I mean, people don't want to face their truths, right? So let's say someone has to go in for heart surgery and they know they have a bad heart because they refuse to stop drinking or they refuse to stop having stress or they refuse to stop some type of bad activity that they're doing. I'm always going to be that mirror to show them exactly what they're doing wrong and how to help them and give them a solution. And most people want to say, I want my money back. Well, I very rarely, 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 like I can count on my hand how many people have been, you know, Mm -hmm. negative in that way. But the very few people that I've been through that with literally in every way, shape or form have all apologized. Not one of them. Right. And there is such a thing as karma, you know. Well, of course there's karma, but they've all apologized. Right. No matter what the circumstances are. 
I even have one lady who was furious and wrote me back three months later and said, I do not know how to apologize for my wrong actions because you forced me to look in a mirror. I didn't want to hear what you had to say because I was so ashamed of my own actions and my own sin. Interesting point. So you think a lot of us would get insulted. Offended. To, uh, yes. Offended by having to look in the mirror. Yes. But is so that it's a quick reaction you, of, of, yes. Is of that something offended. you kind of clarify once you start working with these clients up front? Like, hey, I'm going to give you the hard truth? Or how I always do you say approach it, that? I always say it, as soon as someone works with me, I always say, is it okay to be honest and straightforward with you? And everyone says yes. But I don't think they mean yes. Right. <laughs> so it must hurt when they give you that blow in the back after you've done all this hard work with them. Of course. And them. Absolutely. But because it's easy to be bad. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of people have gone through the same thing with their businesses, you Mm -hmm. know, different types of businesses, whatever, lawyers, doctors, you know, I've done this amazing surgery for someone. And then let's say, you know, they say, oh, you did something wrong, you know, and I almost died from this surgery. But maybe that wasn't a factor. Maybe there's other factors involved. There's always other factors. What people forget is that we are responsible for our own lives. None of us can be used and none of us can be taken advantage of. The only person who could be used or taken advantage of is no one. And the reason why I say that is because God has done one thing for each and every one of us and given us a brain. And all of us are very knowledgeable. We know not to go down a dark hallway. We know not to stab ourselves with a knife. We know not to put our hand in a hot flaming fire. But yet for someone to say they've been taken advantage of by anyone, I don't believe in that. Because people want help but they also want an easy out. So they're always looking for easy excuse or some type of turnaround to make them feel better. So, and how they make themselves feel better is by allowing themselves to backtrack and sit there and say, well, let me go hurt this person because someone hurt me. So if I hurt this person, then I'm gonna feel better about myself because now I put that person that was so confident and so strong down. It's kind of like a sex abuser. If I'm going to be a molester and I'm going to be an abuser, then of course I'm going to molest and I'm going to abuse my children, my grandchildren, right? It's like the poison keeps going on and on and on. So people have so much anger that they just feel like the only way they can make themselves happy is to continue to be dark and abusive and mean. Mm. I don't know it's if that makes It's not always easy to break the cycle. It's not easy. That's why I said it's easy to be bad. But it's extremely, very difficult to be good. And people need to practice that. And it's hard to practice. And I'm a great teacher of learning how to practice to be good. Some people just don't want it. But go ahead. And as a matter of fact, you are a great teacher. That's why I want to mention out there to people that you love doing this show and you love teaching people and giving so much information out there as you have throughout the years uh, on your podcast on some of your blogs, your vlogs, on YouTube, on Instagram. And anyone can find you on Instagram at Life Purpose Shaman. And uh, it's at lifepurposeshaman.com is your website. And um, also, it would be a great, great honor if everyone could start possibly doing us the honor of helping us keep the show on um, online on as a podcast by donating whatever you can towards the show, um, helping us to keep it going and uh, pay some of the bills to keep this podcast on. Um, if you're um, 
able to do that, it would be great to send uh, your kind donation to uh, on Venmo at Life Purpose Shaman. You can just find us at Life Purpose Shaman. Or either on, if you're listening through Blog Talk Radio, there'll be a link in the description for at Life Purpose Shaman. We are thankful for any donations and we are happy to keep going as long as we can and even making the show greater with some live calls in the very, very near future. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you thought about me co-hosting today. I'd love to come back and, uh, you know, if we get a few uh, mentions about it, then I may just do that. I, I love it and I'm enjoying it. So on with the show. So Shaman, one of the last questions that um, we're going to go through today is this. How would you advise your listeners to not give up? Because it sounds like you've been through some amazing things in your life and you've been very strong throughout your whole life with the judgment, with the ridicule, with the tough times and the stress and raising a family and having all these different modalities of your business. I mean, you wear a lot of hats. So with that said, it sounds like you're the person to answer this next question. How would you advise your listeners to not give up when the times are really tough? How do you not give up is by allowing yourself to look in the mirror and realize the potential of fulfilling your purpose. Looking at what the potential of your future can be in a positive way. Changing the frequency of your negative into a positive. I know I talk a lot about that. When I am at lectures or in private sessions and or even in my courses that I teach at the um, the self-love course or the life purpose course that I have online that people can join. It's six weeks long. Anyways, point is you have to allow yourself to look into the future. You have to sit there and say, if I'm here and I'm struggling, what if I had my happiness? What if I had my soulmate? What if I'm living my purpose? Look in the mirror and realize how fortunate you are to have sight, to be walking. You have to look at the teeny tiny blessings and let those teeny tiny blessings continue to grow until you allow yourself to turn it into your whole life. You know, you have to change that whole attitude because when you look at the negative and you allow yourself to manifest and manifest only on that dark spot, that dark spot, that teeny tiny little piece of mold is going to grow because you're creating more steam. You're suffocating. You're creating complete negative. And that little teeny tiny little mold spot is going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it consumes the whole space. It makes you sick, makes you filled with darkness and sadness. And sometimes people allow themselves to go crazy. They end up literally allowing themselves to lose their minds because they went into such a dark space and they crash. Or some people allow themselves to go to such a negative space. I was talking to someone yesterday, um, beautiful, lovely lady in a coffee line, and she was just talking about how her daughter's getting married, but she's sad because her other daughter just passed away. I said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear. Of course, I didn't want her to know that I was intuitive. And I said, I'm so sorry to hear. And she said, yeah, one minute she was fine. And then she just committed suicide. 
And I just woke up and she was, she killed herself. She had everything going for her. It doesn't take much to go over the edge. So it's hard. It's hard to keep us on a straight line. To not give up is a very, very, very powerful statement. The strong survive. It's something that's always been told to me since I was very young. I remember Pope John Paul telling me that before. He said, only the strong uh, stay alive. He goes, you don't understand. I was saved when all my family has died. Literally, we must allow ourselves to believe and know. Know that you are here for a reason. Know that you were chosen to be here. Because before you came onto this planet, you made a decision and you chose to come here. Your conscious soul spirit made a choice and a decision to come to this planet to do something. Whether it was to connect with a soulmate, whether it was to fulfill your purpose, I'm not sure. I'm not in front of you and I'm not on the phone with you to have that discussion. But that choice, that decision that you made has not been fulfilled yet. And you have a lot of work to do. So you look into the future and you look at the blessings and the gifts. Don't look at, don't look at the negatives of how you'll fail. Start looking at the positives of how you will succeed, of how you will accomplish the blessings. And start allowing yourself to look at how you have that beautiful side inside of your heart. And you have that beautiful um, eyes or fingers or toes or heart or hair. Look at positives that make you shine. And as you're looking at those positives, like I said earlier, let those continue to grow. How I never gave up was easy. I think of the people I've helped. I think of the lives that I've transformed. I think of one girl who walked in one of my offices one time and she was purchasing a crystal because I have crystal shops in the United States on top of everything else that support the nonprofit. And she walked into the crystal shop and I happened to be there. And I said, you know, your angel said that you tried it three times and it's time for you to give up, right? And stop doing it. And she goes, excuse me? And I said, yeah, your angel just said you tried killing yourself three times and it's time for you to give up. Enough is enough. And she goes, how would you know that? And I said, oh, I'm intuitive. Your angel just said stuff. I said, I'm sorry to blur it out, but you stepped in my office, so I had to say something. Long story short, helped her. She's married and she has a baby. She opened up a business. Her life is now changed, transformed. She is no longer admitted in an institution where she's tried committing suicide. She is now released, married, and has a child and her own business. That reminds me how much work you have done to help people change their lives around when they've tried other modalities, you know, other therapies, oh, other absolutely. corrections, you know, spiritual or otherwise. And it, you know, they had no good results from it until they met you, as um, some call you, the best kept secret or kept secret. how do you say it? The, <laughs> last the, resort. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo on my forehead. Last resort. <laughs> last resort. Um and uh, after meeting you, I've seen some beautiful changes that has been happening in people's lives, thousands of people's lives, hundreds of thousands online. Absolutely. And that's just beautiful. That's, that's, I think that's a great reason for everyone out there listening to Karma Talk right now to know, don't give up. Everyone else has had success by meeting 
shaman or someone like shaman, there's always a mentor out there for you. There's always a guardian angel out there for us all that God has given us to bless us, to carry on, to be strong, to carry on their shoulders. You know, to, like that. To lift them. Yeah. Like that beautiful saying, hey, there's only one, there was only one uh, footprints in the sand. You know, that poem. Well, and, always. And it's like, yeah. you know, I was carrying you. Always, always. Before we end, I always tell people that how we must remember that don't forget your angel is carrying you, holding you, yeah, yeah. and beside you. And we forget that because we feel like we're alone. So to each and every one of you, don't forget to let your angel hold you, carry you, and is standing beside you. God bless. Until next week. It was amazing. Thank you for joining me on this amazing show. I Absolutely. look forward. Are you going to do it again with me? Um, yeah. Thinking about it, it sounds pretty good to me. I love it. It just made my <laughs> heart so happy. Send us a comment. Um, Send us a comment. You know, get, look us up on Instagram uh, at Life Purpose Shaman. And uh, we're gonna post. We're gonna do a post there for this show. Awesome! And uh, leave your comments there. We'd love to hear what what the next questions are, um, and we're gonna answer them at our next show. God bless everyone. Till next time. Bye.